You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. This evening, I want to just give you just a a few things this evening. Um, Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. I want to just give you again just a few things this evening. It will be a uh, probably nothing you've never uh, you've never heard before. Uh, you know, as I, I guess as as a lot of preachers, I'd, I'd like to you know I'd like to preach something that would just wow you. Uh, but uh, but I, I you know again, uh, if you're saved and born again, the Bible uh, the Bible should wow you. Uh, if you're saved and born again, uh, it should be the Bible that wows you. It should not be the preacher. Uh, that wows you and it should not be the uh, the level of his voice I've seen that in a lot of times today that the level of voice uh, amazes people and it should be the content that they're preaching is what should move the people uh, it's what does the work it is not the uh, it's not the uh, the performance of the preacher that does anything it's going to be the Bible it's going to be the word of God if anything gets done tonight it will be the word of God that get that that gets the job done and so we're looking uh, at, at uh, Hebrews chapter number 12, verses number 1 and number 2. And I want to just uh, read just these couple, uh, uh, these couple verses. And we'll, we'll read a lot of verses tonight. Uh, but in Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also uh, compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which do so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we see here that, that Jesus Christ is the one that, that went to the cross and endured the cross for me and you and I, I really want to just look this evening at the message of the cross. The message of the cross. The cross in itself is the message. It, 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 it pictures a, uh, a message of the Lord Jesus Christ and it pictures the, uh, uh, the mind of God, the character of God, the love of God, the compassion of God, the sincerity of God. It, it, it magnifies all these things about God our Father in heaven. And so I want to look at this evening at, at the message of the cross. The cross is everything. The cross is the center point in which we look at. Uh, in the Old Testament, they was looking towards the cross, uh, looking for the uh, for the Messiah to come. They was looking towards the cross, and then now we're looking back at the cross. We're looking at the finished work of Calvary uh, that took place on Calvary's hill on the cross. And so I want to just look at a few things about the message of the cross, and we'll see uh, what the cross, the message that the cross brings in uh, Colossians chapter number one, verse number nineteen and twenty. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Colossians chapter 2, 13 through 15, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him having forgiven all trespasses, blotting out all handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. So we see the message of the cross uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 
Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishly, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. That's what the cross is. So we want to look this evening, what is the message of the cross? Uh, the message of the cross uh, is God-centered God uh, upon the cross. And we see the crucifixion of Christ is a historical event with a spiritual meaning. Uh, it really took place. Christ really hung on the cross. He was a real man that walked on this earth and, and was a sinless man, never did anything wrong, never knew no sin, but became sin for me and you. And he got nailed to the cross. Uh, and we see that, that, that it, was a, it was a real event, but it had spiritual implications. It had future results. Future results. And it had eternal consequences. Eternal consequences. So we see the message of the cross declares, number one, is it declares mankind a sinner. The cross, looking at the cross, it declares mankind is a sinner. It declares that me and you are sinners and we need a Savior. That's what the cross magnifies. That's what the cross points out, that me and you are a sinner. That's what it, that's what it says. Uh, that he died for sins. Uh, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then also Matthew chapter 26, verse number 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remissions of sin. We see mankind's a sinner by just looking at the cross. And then we also, we, we see also not only is mankind a sinner, but it declares that it's a universal problem. It's not just to a, it's not just to a, a certain group of people. It's not just to a certain region. It's not just to a certain country, to a certain continent. It is a universal problem. And we see that in Romans chapter uh, 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. Every, all mankind has sinned and come short of the glory of God. And by looking at the cross, we see that, that mankind is a sinner. Everybody has come short. We see uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 7, verse 20. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. There's not one. There's not one. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your family. It doesn't matter your background. It, none of that matters. You can come from a drunkard's home or you can come from a preacher's home. You're still a sinner and you still need to be saved. Does not matter. It declares it is a universal problem. It doesn't matter if you was born in luxury or if you was born in poverty. It does not matter if you was born in the United States or you was born in a third world country. It does not matter. It's a universal problem. Mankind's a sinner. Mankind's a sinner. We see in um, uh, 1 Kings chapter number 8, verse 46, if they, uh, if they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not. No man that sinned, there's not one. God's got it all through his word. Mankind is a sinner. Yep. Then we see uh, Psalms 14.3. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Where Paul reached back, and I mean, in Romans to the Old Testament, said, hey, there's none good. There's no, not one. There's nobody. I mean, he's trying to tell the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish religious crowd that, hey, there's none good. There's no, not one. You're not good neither. And just, you know, just, to, just to say it this evening, that there's nobody in here that's good neither. That's right. I mean, right, hey, from the pulpit to the pew, there's none good, no, not one. There's absolutely nothing good about me outside of Jesus Christ. There's nothing good about me. I'm just as wicked 
as anybody else. And if it was not for the cross, I'd be doomed for hell. If it was not for the cross. And so, so we see that not only it declares this a universal problem, but it declares God is just. It declares God's a just God. He's a righteous God. Uh, Job 9, it's, uh, verse number 2 says, I know it is so of a truth, but how shall man be just with God? You know, how shall man be just with God? You know, uh, uh, the word justified. Uh, you know, that's a word that, that you really don't hear a whole lot preached about uh, a lot of places, but, but you know, when you get saved, you are justified. God is a just God. God will not let sin, no sin shall ever enter into heaven. None, none whatsoever can enter into heaven. God is a just God. And so, you know, I, I wonder how in the world can mankind that is a sinner, that is wicked, how can they get into, how can they be just with God? And that, you know, Job said the same thing. He said, I know it's true, but how can a man be just with God? How can a man be right with God? And we see in Romans chapter 3, verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has sent forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the, uh, through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, uh, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. We're justified through faith. We're justified through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking uh, 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 Jesus Christ, the one that, that, that knew no sin, that became sin for me and you. And it's just like this, that, that, that Jesus Christ has a record, and his record has no blemish on it whatsoever. I mean nothing. There is not one single thing that you can find on the Lord Jesus Christ. But on our side, our record is filthy. It's horrible. Our foul is slammed full of the wicked deeds that we are. And the Lord Jesus Christ came down and took our sins and, and he bore our sins. And, and what he did is he, he, took, uh, he took our name off our file and trusted in him and put it on his file and took his name and put it on our file and he bore all of our sins. So now being justified, when we get to heaven and God opens up our file, it's clean. Amen. There's nothing there. Amen. Mankind's justified. And it's through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. <clears throat> and so again, you know, Jesus became sin. Him that knew no sin. You know, I think about this, that, that, that you know, there, uh, that, that time on the cross when it got dark and, and Christ cried out, you know, Father, why have thou forsaken me? You know, them being the Trinity, three in one, God turned himself on his own son and separated himself from himself because he could not have no dealings with sin whatsoever. And he's the only one that can do that. So God's a just God. He's not going to let one thing get by. I mean, not nothing. God is a just God. Nothing's getting by him. And we see that by the cross. Uh, and I, I've, I've asked people, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, are you saved? And, and, you know, everybody says, yes, I'm saved. And, and so, you know, I ask them, I say, well, how do you know you're saved? And I've had a lot of them say, well, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. That, that's, a, that's a common answer. I'm a pretty good person. I go to church. I've been baptized. Uh, I, I'm, all these things. I read my Bible. I do devotion. Uh, uh, all these things. I asked one lady at a gas pump one time. I said, uh, I said are you safe? She said, uh, she said, yeah, listen to this. And, and she had opened up her door. She had her, her music playing. I said, I understand that. I said, but uh, have you ever been saved? 
And she reached there and turned it up and she, she said, this is all I listened to. I said, understand, that's great. I said, but have you ever been saved? They're trusted in everything else. Trusted in everything else. They're, they're putting their faith and trust in everything except the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so we see 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. That's him. That's the, I mean, looking at the cross, that's it. We see all this by looking at the cross. And, and you know, uh, we, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, I do this. If I'm not careful, I lose sight of what the cross really is. It becomes just, it, it, it just becomes a cross. And it's much more than two pieces of wood nailed together. It's much more than that. It's very much more than that. We, we see it in a, in a lot of churches. There's one hanging back there, and it's, we got one in our, in our home church. And most churches, you have a cross. But if we're not careful, we lose the message of the cross. We lose that. And we, we should never, you know, God help us never to lose the message of the cross. It declares that me and you're sinners. It declares that mankind needs a Savior. It declares that God's a just God. That God is righteous and God's not going to let anything get by. Um, <clears throat> Romans, uh, Romans 5, 18, 19. Therefore by the offense of one just came upon all men condemnation. Even so by the righteousness of one the free gift come upon all men unto uh, justification of life. Uh, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And again, get all that by looking at the cross. Uh, and then we also see, by looking at the cross, we see it's our payment. 1 John uh, 2, 2. And he being the perpetuation uh, for our sins, and not ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. You know, it's not, it's not just ours. I'm thankful that God died for my sin, but it's not just mine. Oh, it's for the sins of the whole world. It's for everybody. It's not just for, for an elect group of people. It's for the whole world. It doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, where you come from, your background, your education. It does not matter. It's for the whole world. And there's a... There, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a thing coming on the scene now. Uh, it, it, it's, it's coming in full force, it seems like, uh, down home. I don't know about up here, but, but, but of Calvinism where it says it was just, just for a certain group of people. That's just not what the Bible says. The Bible says for the whole world. All men. God would have that all men be saved. All Everybody. Hey, he died for everybody. He didn't die for the elect. He didn't die just for the chosen. He died for everybody. And we see that by the cross. We see it's the payment of our sin. We see 1 John 4, 10. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a perpetuation for our sin. We see, that, we see by looking at the cross that God loved us. While we was yet sinners, while we was wicked and vile, hey, he loved me and you. We didn't do anything to merit God dying for us. Nothing. He did it on his own. He did it because he loved us. We, me and you cannot even know love until we know Jesus Christ. 
And I'm telling you, it's, 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 a, it's a thing in the, in the deal today that, that, you know, everybody says, you know, I love you, I love you. And, and we see that as people getting married and, 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 and teenagers and stuff like that, they use that word loose. Without being saved and knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't even know what love is. It's just a term. And you hear this, you know, in today's time, a lot of times uh, you, you hear, you know, uh, with, with, uh, with married couples and, and, and different people, you see that they, they fall out of love and they fall in love. You don't fall out of love. You don't fall in love. You choose to love somebody. You choose, I didn't fall in love with my wife. I chose to love her. And, and, and Jesus Christ didn't fall in love with me and you. He chose to love me. There wasn't nothing to fall in love with. So he chose to love us. And we see that through the cross. We see Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Uh, Whom God has sent forth be a perpetuation through faith in, the, in his blood to declare his righteousness and the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. It pleased God just wrath against sinners, which made still God righteous. So through the blood of Jesus Christ made me and you righteous. And so God still a just God because yes. he has made a payment for our sins. And not only are we, we justified, it, again, it's just if we've never sinned. When God looks at me and you, those that have been saved, when God looks at us, He doesn't see sin. He sees righteousness. He sees righteousness. Uh, uh, Abraham, it was, his faith was counted unto him for righteousness. And it's just like, it's the same thing. Old Testament, they got saved by faith. New Testament, hey, we're getting saved by faith. It's putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's counted unto me and you for righteousness. I'll skip over some of this. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> Romans, Romans 5.10, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So not only does, does the cross, it, show, it shows our payment, uh, but it also here it declares mankind is helpless in himself. We're helpless. We're helpless. Those that I said a while ago that, that said that they, you know, that, that they, they was a good person, whatever. And, and what, I, what I say to them is, is when we go through all that, that they, they're counting on their baptism, their, uh, uh, their, uh, their lifestyle, their works, what they're doing is saying. And that's what I asked them. I said, so, so what you're saying is, is, what you're saying is true, then that means Christ died for nothing. If we're able to obtain it, then Christ come and died. God sent his only begotten son for nothing. But no, the cross shows that we're helpless. Mankind is helpless in himself. Galatians 3, uh, <clears throat> chapter 3, verse 20. Now, a mediator is, is not a mediator of one, but God is one. It is the law then against the promise of is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteous should have been by the law. But there's not one. There's not one. It's through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the scriptures has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. And we see all this by looking at the cross. Uh, also we see uh, it declares salvation to mankind. Uh, and again that it's universal for God so loved the world. Uh, 1 Timothy 2.4 Who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Titus 2.11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Revelation 2.17, and the Spirit 
and, and the bride saith, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Freely. We say all that by looking at the cross. It's not limited. It's not limited. You know, again, it's, it's not, you know, like there's a group that says it's limited. It's not limited. There's no limits to it. It's unlimitless. And we, we, we see that, uh, uh, 2 Peter 3, 9. Uh, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Everybody, it's not limited. It's not limited to a certain group. God didn't, hey, God didn't just sail short and say, oops, I'm sorry. No, it's for everybody. And we see that by the cross. By looking at the cross, we see it's for everybody. It's for mankind. It's not limited. <clears throat> we see Acts, 10, Acts uh, seventeen thirty, and the times of this, uh, and <clears throat> and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because He hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, wherefore he hath given assurance unto all men that uh, in that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So we see this not limited, all men. God uses it several places, all men, everybody, whosoever. But then we also see that it's available through the cross. All this is available through the cross. By looking at the cross, we can see everything that we just talked about this seed. We can see it all through the cross by just looking at it. Yeah. Uh, Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 46 uh, and 47. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. It's available through the cross. That's why he said, "Hey, go preach the hey preach the cross." That's why Paul said, uh, uh, "Paul said that the uh, that that it, the, the cross it, it's uh, it, it's the power unto salvation." That's what it, the cross, the gospel, the gospel is. Uh, you looking at the gospel? You look at the cross. The good news. What's the good news? The good news is that Christ died on the cross for mankind, and that mankind can be saved. We see in. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and is uh, he that believe and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Yep. Preach it to all, everybody. There's there's no hey, there's not a wrong person to preach the gospel to. There's not a wrong person to hand a track to. There's nobody. It declares God's love for us. We see that in John 3 16. It declares it was before we was born. Uh, Ephesians 1, 4, according uh, as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Uh, 1 John four nineteen, we love him because he first loved us. It was before we was even born. Hey, before the foundation of the world, God knew the plan. Christ knew he was going to have to die for mankind. He knew that. He chose to love me and you before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> nothing lovable about me and you. It proves, God, it proves God loves us. It declares that we can trust God. 1 Timothy 4.10, For therefore we, uh, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. 
uh, Hebrews 2.13, and again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. So it proves that we can trust God. I mean, God, God gave his only begotten son to die on a cross. We ought to be able to trust him. Yes. I wouldn't give my daughters for nobody in here. I'm just being honest. There ain't, there ain't a person in here I'd give my daughters for. But God gave his only begotten son. That ought to prove, hey, we can trust him. I mean, somebody that loves somebody enough, hey, to give his only begotten son to somebody that is, that is, that is unworthy, hey, hey that, is, that is wicked and vile and, and, and does not deserve it, and God give his son for that person anyhow? We can trust him. Yes. We can trust him. Yep. It declares we have hopeless. Without him, we are hopeless. Uh, it's for eternal life. We look at the cross, it's for eternal life. That's why Paul, you know, that's why Paul said, you know, uh, uh, he glories in the cross. That's what Paul said he gloried in. You look at the cross and, and, and you know, a lot of your, uh, uh, most all of your uh, other versions uh, uh, of the Bible, they, they try to write different, different versions. They, they try to take the blood out. They say it's a bloody religion that it's gross to look at. But I'm telling you, Paul said, I glory in the cross. And it was a bloody cross. It was a gory scene. It was nothing pretty to look at. Our Savior hung on the cross and, and meat ripped from him. You could see his organs and you could see his bones and he was bleeding and he did all that because he loved me and you. And Paul said, I glory in that because Paul knew what it did for him. Paul knew what it did for him. And when we look at the cross, we ought to realize, hey, just how much God loves me and you and just what he did for me and you, what he endured for me and you. We owe him everything. We can't repay him. It didn't cost me and you nothing, but God bankrupt heaven for me and you. I mean, he sent his only begotten son, hey to, hey, to, hey, to, hey, to live a sinless life and to bear the reproach and the shame and the suffering of sin for me and you. And when we look at the cross, we should see that. And I'm afraid, again, I'm right, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fussing at y'all, I'm not preaching to you. I'm right with you. There's a lot of times I look at the cross and I just, I just, I just look by it. I, I need this. I need this preached to me every morning, and at dinner time, and at three o'clock. I need this preached to me so I don't forget exactly what the cross means. <clears throat> and again, it's it's for eternal life. In First John five eleven, and this is a record that God gave. That God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Titus 1-2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. The cross is everything to me and you. And again, by looking at that cross, it should show us how much God loved us. And it should show us what Jesus Christ did for us. It should show us that we are sinners. It should show us that we're doomed for hell without Him. That we are hopeless without Him. There's no way to make it without Him. You know, I, I see, we had, a, uh, we had a preacher that come, come to our church. He preaches our missions conference. And he came to our church and, and, he, and he, he, he left and went to town one day. 
And at our, at our Walmart, there was a group of people there that was, that was selling some crosses. And they was, uh, they, they was pretty. And when he was walking into the store, they were standing at the door and they, was, they was, had them holding up and they said, cheap crosses, cheap crosses for sale. And you know what they was really saying? They didn't have a clue. They were just saying it was, it was cheap. You know, it, was, it, was like, it was like $10 and it was a nice looking cross. And they were just saying cheap crosses and, uh, and he bought one of them and brought it back and preached on it that night. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. It cost God everything he owned. And he did that for me and you. He did that for me and you. So this evening, when we look at the cross, we're to see that God loves me and you. Amen. See, just what he endured, just what he went through. And I'd say this evening, if you've never seen that, if you've never trusted in him, if you're in here this evening, he died for you. Amen. He died for you. That you may have eternal life. That you, that your name may be written in the Lamb's book of life. That you may go to heaven. He did that all for you. And I would say this evening, again, by looking at the cross, we see that mankind is hopeless. There's no way to get there outside of that. We must go by the cross. Yes, and so this evening, I, I ask you this evening, have you been by the cross? Yes. Have you ever been by there? I asked a guy one time, and I'm done. I asked a guy who was at the hospital, and I asked him, had he been saved? And he said, yeah. <clears throat> and I asked him to tell me how. And he gave me some deal. He was at his lowest point, and he went to this church, and, and he just he walked in, and goosebumps all over him, and he knew he was in the right place, and he knew he was saved. None of that's Bible. Right. None of that's Bible. So I asked him, I asked him, I said, uh, I said, can you tell me how to be saved? And he really didn't have an answer. And he just kind of stunned him. And so I helped him out. I said, well, let me ask you this. I said, can you tell me how to get to the college? He said, yes, sir. And he told me turn for turn how to get there. Because he told me to go up here to this. And I said, what street? I said, I'm not, I'm not from here. I said, what street? And he told me the exact street, where to turn, how far. He told me turn for turn how to get there. I said, how do you know that? He said, because I go there every day. I said, you'd be able to tell me how to get to the cross if you've ever been there. Amen. If you've ever been there, you tell me how to get there. That cross is powerful. Amen. And I, I, I ask you this evening, have you ever been by the cross? Thank you, preacher. All right, let's stand together. And I, I mean, I think it's clear tonight when there's preaching on the cross, you cannot deny uh, the price that Jesus Christ paid. You cannot overlook it. It is, it's apparent. It's right in front of our face. And let's not get used to the cross. The cross, where would you be without it? And tonight, maybe we should just take some time and say, Lord, thank you for proving your love and going to those lengths. And I was reading this week, Paul said, I'm a debtor. I owe everything to God because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. And if we ever grow used to that, we're so ungrateful. 
And let's make sure that we, we spend some time with the Lord tonight in response to this preaching on the cross. Father, we thank you for the message. We thank you for the spirit moving in it. And we pray that you'd help us to respond in an appropriate way tonight. God, help us if we've, got, if we've grown accustomed to the sight of the cross, walking by it without even thinking about what you did for us on it. God, help us, forgive us, and help us to have a renewed sense of what it means in our lives. We pray that you'd have your will and way in the service tonight. God, move in us and help us to respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.